Everybody needs a pair of waders when you're waterfowl hunting. Sometimes you need hip boots. Sometimes you just need some mud boots. But majority of the time, you need a pair of waders. When you're choosing your waders, you want something that performs well, something that's going to last, and for some of us, something that looks good. Gator Waiter checks all those boxes when it comes to waders. Uh, they've got a variety of camouflage patterns, some solid patterns, and also the exclusive Gator Waiter patterns, the 7 and the 7 Brown. Uh, very good-looking waders. I've used them for years. They last. They look great, like I said, and they perform well. Um, while you're over there, check out their jackets they've got i prefer the bog jacket it's absolutely amazing keep you warm it's got a variety of different pro, uh, pockets that you can uh, use and access at any time go check them out at gator waiters underscore outdoors on instagram and gatorwaiters.com use code quack shack 10 at checkout something that is a, a key component to waterfowl hunting is a duck call. You know, sometimes they'll just fall in the hole if they really want there. Sometimes you got to get them in there. And to get them in there, you need a duck call. We choose Slayer Calls for multiple reasons. Slayer Calls has some of the nicest sounding calls on the market. They look great. They sound great. They work great. Um, we've, uh, we've used them for several years now, and they keep coming out with some of the craziest ideas that work so well um like the whistle that they uh they just dropped it is 10 times louder than the whistle you have on your lanyard i can almost guarantee it um it just it's it, it works great sounds great uh they have a cut down call they've got a couple different variety of colors over there as well also if you're a turkey hunter they've got some diaphragm calls and also if you're an elk hunter They've got you covered over there with one of the most remarkable elk call, elk bugles on the market. Check them out at Slayer Calls on Instagram, SlayerCalls.com. Use code QuackShack25 at checkout. Welcome back to another episode of the Quack Shack Podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing all of our stuff on social media. If you're not following us on social media and you've been listening to this for a while, come on, guys. We need you. We're thankful that you listen to this podcast, but we need, we need you. you on social media. Here we go. The Quack Shack Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go follow us. On uh, on those platforms there, uh, we really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Here we go. Let's get into this week's episode, Jacksena. What do you think? I'm excited. I'm excited. We got a good guest. He's been on here a couple times. Um, it's a sponsor of the podcast, so we're going to have a little bit of information for them. And... Uh, a little bit about why you should use our product, and uh, we'll talk about his season. Here we go. All right, today's guest is a sponsor of the Quack Shack podcast, has been for several seasons now. Um, one of the coolest guys that we've ever met in the industry. We really like hanging out with this guy and talking with him. Uh, super excited to talk to him today about what they've got going on and his season and super excited for y'all to hear about all that stuff today we got mr bill air with slayer calls what's up buddy oh not too much just working away you know good yeah. to be on your show yeah man, man it seems like uh we've oh, been, uh, been friends for quite a few years and yeah um, i don't know how long we've been doing this but time is flying and it glad is. to be part of uh, the quack shack yeah, dude, we absolutely love having Slayer oh, on, dude. and uh, we absolutely love we. Uh, I, this, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. Jackson can back me up. My wife can back me up. One of the best people I've ever met in the duck hunting industry, dude. For real. <laughs> I'm not I just saying that. that I'm being I honest. Appreciate you saying yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know, Bill. You, Bill, don't be bashful, dude. You're a solid, you're a solid <laughs> human being. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Well, thank you guys. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because you know we had Jackson and uh, and Austin both out as year before last duck hunt, and uh, it's funny because you know I look back at my duck hunting experiences, right, and a lot of it, you know, you're, you're getting content, you, you know, there's the stress of that and this and that, and so, but I think one of my favorite times here before last is when you guys came out, and you know, I think we spent three or four days just running around trying to kill ducks and uh, yeah. just had a, had a hell of a time. So I hope you guys can make it out again. Dude, I don't yeah. know if we can make it happen or not. But We talk about it. We talk about it all the time, dude. We wanted to so bad this year. It didn't work out, obviously, um, but it's definitely going to have to happen. We wanted to come out twice, but we just got so busy this year with life and and uh, to be honest, you know, we had a lot of birds here, and we want to take advantage of that because we don't really get that so um, anymore. Uh, we had yeah. a crazy year yeah. this year. I mean, when, it's one of those deals too, right? Like when when they're there and it's happening, you got to take advantage of it. Because yeah. to be honest with you, you know, Idaho was uh, it was hit and miss. Like it would be, it would have been hard to pick a date and say, okay, if you guys come this week, we're going to do pretty well. Because it was there was no rhyme or reason, uh, you know, when the weather turned cold in November, end of November, we did pretty good for a couple of weeks and it turned completely off and didn't come back until Christmas time. And then we had another week or two of decent shoots and then it turned off again. So it was, it was hit and miss, you know, and, and depending on where people were hunting, you know, it's, uh, it was just very, very uh, scattered and very hit and miss. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah. As far as as far as uh, let's dive into a little bit of your season this year. We'll talk about that and then uh, we'll move on. But did you uh, did you notice? Did you have a a more successful year this year, or was it a little bit harder? Uh, if I you know if, you know I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not a guy that has to go out and you yeah. know I shot you know me and my group you know my groups we shot 500 birds. I'm not one of those people. The number of birds does not uh, equate to yeah. my success of that season. It's more of the, the, the yeah. guys I went hunting with and the camaraderie and, hey, did we shoot some birds? We all have a good time. Um, but, I mean, if you're looking at just pure numbers, this, this number is definitely a, a down year. I know a guy who keeps, like, just anal, retentive, like, super detailed numbers. He, he probably his name shoots, Jackson uh, Kenzie? <laughs> no but this this guy he i mean he shoots like 80 days out of the what, 84 days that oh can lord shoot and and his numbers were way down so i kind of keep track of his numbers to see how things are going here and his numbers were were way down i mean he still had a decent year but uh a lot fewer than the past five years so, yeah oh man i had a group of guys that came out and hunted with us this year and just had a really good time. It was, you know, tops right up there when you guys came out. So, oh, yeah. you know, I, we had some decent hunts and a good time, so I can't complain. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, dude, all that matters is the is the, is the the time you have, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yep. No yeah. doubt. We had a heck of a time yeah. with you. So, yeah, I'm pretty bad about keeping my – I'm pretty bad about keeping my numbers. Dude. I don't know why, but, like, I, I'm pretty much taking us about my numbers. And I'll even break it down into species and – and all that stuff, but I don't know why, but that's just something that, that I keep my notes. I, I don't talk about it. I'm it's just, good to, you know, I mean, it's good that I just you like do to, it. I like to know what I killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Well, dude, every year, you know, you go to, you, know, you, you go get your license, they ask you how many you killed the year before. Yeah, and, and you don't tell them. Max, and they're always like. <laughs> Jackson so, puts four birds. They ask if you killed the year before. Yeah, I killed four of them. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, in all seriousness, though, I try to be careful with that because I and, and this is probably like my soapbox. So I won't get on it too much, but you know, I feel like with the whole social thing, right? Instagram, Facebook, yeah. TikTok, like everybody wants the pile bird picture, right? Like they oh, want to yeah. show, you know, seventy-five, you know, eleven man limit of greenheads on a log, and the bigger the pile, the bigger the hunter. You know what I mean? And the better the hunter is, and I try yeah. to steer away from that stuff. I I just feel like it's not doing uh, our hunting sport of uh, justice, and I feel like it's it's lining a lot of people up for um, like getting out of the sport or not feeling successful in the sport. Like my nephew, exactly. who's you know 16 years old, if he's not you know getting six to seven man limits, then he's feeling like he's having a, a terrible day. 
and he's and you know rowdy they're killing yeah. three four man limits with six guys and i'm like you have no clue where i came from like if i killed three birds in a day yeah. you know me and my buddy all day long we killed you know a pintail a, a spoonie and a, a and a you know and a teal we're like man that was the best day ever but now it's you got to just be careful because you don't need a pile of birds. You don't have to kill a million birds to have a good time, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I, try to, I try to keep my mindset away from that too, you know, cause yeah. I don't want that to dictate my success or happiness in the sport. No doubt. We, uh, we definitely try, you know, to do our best when it comes to that too. Like we'll post a picture just of what we shot that morning, even if it wasn't any good. And that's one thing we try to preach on as best we can, on the podcast, especially because we have a lot of new people that are getting into it or guys that are, have been hunting and they just want to get more involved. And like, we, we definitely talk about that when it, on the podcast, like all these people that, you know, that are very successful hunters and they post it on Instagram. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's nothing wrong with it, but they, they're not posting the bad days. That's the problem, right? Yeah. They're not posting like they killed a few birds. like, and that's a good thing. Like you went out and harvested birds. Like you, there's a lot of people that get into it, uh, that, or that want to get into it. And they're like, man, how are these guys doing killing all these birds and posting it? And like, we're out here killing like five wood ducks. Like that's one thing we really wanted to, uh, touch on this year. And we didn't get to do it to the best of our ability, but only because we had such a really good year in Texas, uh, and I'm super f- thankful for it. Don't get me wrong, but I do, I do, I did want, uh, we did want to highlight, you know, the bad hunts this year, like just to show these new guys that are getting into it, like, hey, it's not always rainbows and sunshines. Like, you're going to have bad days. No. You know what I mean? And we unfortunately didn't get to show a bunch of that this year just because Texas was really good this year. And, um, yeah, no, it's awesome. There was a day I haven't been skunked. There's, it's probably been shoot three, four years since I went out and had a day where we actually, we didn't kill one duck. Yeah. And there was a day in December this year. This guy Bob and I went out for an evening hunt, and I, I swear, swear not that we did not. I mean, even I mean, we didn't have a bird that wanted. To, I mean, even was slightly interested in our decoys, yeah. and, and we sat out there, and we sat out there, and then finally a pheasant. Flushed up, I don't know if a coyote or something flushed it, came flying straight at us and bought the <laughs> we, we didn't get skunked, we got a pheasant. You know? There you we, go. That's yeah, funny. But, uh, man, no, those days do happen, you know. And I, oh, no doubt. No doubt. So let's dive into let's dive into Slayer a little bit. But I want to start it off with something that uh it's a I think it's a big deal. To me it's a big deal. To you, I, I think it's a big deal and to to the the Slayer family in general, it's a big deal. Field and Stream twenty twenty three top pick of the year, the Double Reed Duck Call, was the one and only Ranger Duck Call. Um, that's a big deal to me. Like I said, it's a big deal to the Slayer family. Um, and I have one. I use the fire out of it. Jackson has one. A uh, couple of our buddies have them. And uh, use it all the time, dude congratulations by the way congrats that's a bit yeah no i appreciate you guys i appreciate you guys saying that it's funny because i get phone calls from customers like yeah we're you know we listen to quack shack or you know we're from texas and we know about the quack shack and they they uh they become customers of slayer and and you know that's the one thing i can say is you know we don't get bad reviews and and we don't hear people say negative things you know knock on wood about the call but the reason we're so proud about that ranger call is uh, that, you know, our Drake Slayer call is more of a finishing call. It's more mm-hmm. of a timber call where it's a little quieter. It doesn't take a lot of air. You get too much air into it. And if you don't have real good control of your air, you can squill it out. Um, so what we wanted to do is build more of an open water call, uh, yeah. something that would take a lot more air. It's going to be a lot louder. Yeah. And, you know, we worked on that, worked on it, and finally came out with it. And uh, people are just absolutely loving it. And the fact that building the stream, noted that and took, you know, took notice to it and, and ranked it as, you know, top call for beginners in 2023 is uh, a huge accomplishment for it. So we're no super doubt. proud of that. No doubt, dude. That's, that's incredible. And I'm super happy for, for Slayer and excited, you know, just to be a part of the Slayer family. And, uh, 
you know this and our listeners know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, that's one of the requirements, obviously, that we have as a podcast is to have, obviously, to have a product that we love and to have a, a good relationship with with the people. Because if we don't have a relationship or can't have a an established relationship of any sort with with from company to company, then how are we going to expect our customers or our listeners to to have some type of relationship as far as like a customer service based relationship with with the the people we're trying to put their product out. And there's one thing that you can guarantee and I I I haven't met anybody that out of all these companies we've talked to over the years and met at events and stuff like that. Slayer has the best customer service. Let me just preach on that real quick because it is a big deal. If you, if you buy a product and it doesn't work or something happens or you have a question and you can't get a hold, it might be a, a week later you get a phone call or an email at, you know, probably always going to be an email for most people. Like, a week later, it's kind of a pain in the butt because you went a whole week without being able to use an item that you purchased. When we were hunting with Bill a couple years ago, he answered four, five, six phone calls and talked these customers through. Like, oh, I just remember this one guy. I think he messed up his read or something along those lines. And Bill was like, "This is how you put it in." And it was an older man. And Slayer, that's one thing I can preach on, and that's one thing I really admire about you bill is the customer service that y'all have um is is yeah i mean i appreciate you saying that because we put a lot of effort into that and almost to our dismay right like we probably lose a lot more money than we we should because the customer comes first no matter what right like today as a matter of fact i had a guy in canada who ordered a duck call and then decided that he didn't want the duck call because he didn't have enough money and shouldn't have been spending that much money. Yeah. And, but the call had already been delivered while well, to get, you know, Canada $35 shipping. So yeah. I, I texted the guy, I said, Hey, look, or called him and I said, Hey, look, you know what? Um, we'll eat the $35 if you can't afford the $120 call. But you know, what we're willing to do is, you know, discount out that shipping yeah. to help you out. And, so you could have your duck call and not have to worry about, you know, spending money that you may not have. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a lot for us because the yeah. margins on duck calls aren't a ton, right? So yeah, yeah. We, we eat that $35, we just ate our profit and it's like, okay. You know. Yeah, no but doubt. Hopefully, you know, we have a happy customer and they go tell 10 other people. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, for the listeners, yeah, don't for expect sure. that out of everybody. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something that you did out of the kindness of your heart. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. And, and I get it. Like, you know, the one thing when I, when we started Slayer, is that, you know, I, I was one of those kids, you know, I'd go to a show, I'd buy five calls and then couldn't blow any of them when I got them home. They never sound like the, the guys blowing them, you know, at the show. And then I'd go and order calls. <laughs> I spent thousands of dollars on calls and then they wouldn't work or something would happen to them. I had nobody to call or nobody to help me. And I was, I swore to myself that that would never be the experience of a kid or anybody um, buying a Slayer call that when they call, somebody's going to pick up the phone, they send an email, somebody's going to answer it that day. And we're going to help them out. We're going to help be successful. And then I just had a guy um, with an out call. He was, he sent me a soundbite of his cow calls and he's like, Hey, what, you know, what am I doing here? Sounds a little bit off. I said, I'm going to have Cody McCarthy tell you. He's in 2021. Uh, world elk calling champion champion when's a good time for him to call so cody's going to call him up and give him a personal 30 minute tutorial on how to blow an elk call you don't get that you know, from everybody I, dude that's crazy <laughs> i want people to be successful right no doubt i want more hunters out in the field i want them teaching their kids their grandkids i want the sport to live on forever and you know with the way things are going in our politics you know we yeah. need hunters to, to keep that battle i don't know how long it's going to last yeah, exactly. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Congrats on that. And I, you know, I feel like I, I don't, I don't think I have to say this, but I'm going to just because, like, we don't just talk about every anytime we have a sponsor on or somebody that we know, we don't just talk them up because, you know, they are a part of this podcast. Like, I really want people to know how much we 
really enjoy having you on as a sponsor and we really are hardcore slayer like besides the fact like i'm a hardcore slayer duck call guy i love my slayer calls i preached to all my buddies all my buddies buy them and jackson's the same way my custom call my custom call i got for my wedding the best sounding duck call i've ever had in my entire life like no (laughs) no shit that custom duck call that you sent me for my wedding present, Bill, was the is the best sounding call I've ever had. Is that did we get you send you the Susie Slayer or was it an acrylic? That was a Susie. It was no, it was a it was a it was a wood. Yeah, the Susie Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, that's my go to. That's my go to call in the blind. I like it. It's soft, it's subtle. Yeah. Um you can just get super ducky with it, super Oh, uh, let me quiet. tell you, Bill can Bill can Bill can work some birds. Shoot, boy. <laughs> yeah, he can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You've maybe been doing it forever. I mean, you've yeah. been doing it forever. You ought to be able to, right? Yeah. You know, I got buddies that I've been hunting with since I was, you know, kid. <laughs> they still can't really call. But, yeah. you know. It's definitely an arm. Um. It's, it's definitely an arm. <laughs> maybe you need to get them to download the Slayer app. <laughs> not to not to throw them under the bus. I'm like, dude, we've been hunting together for forty years and you still can't blow a duck ball. What's going on with you? Yeah. But, that uh <laughs> I'm still you know, I'm still a big fan of the uh the double lot buckshot. Or Oh yeah, the cut down. No, the cut down. I love that thing. I use it yeah, a lot. I use it a lot. Hybrid, yeah. I'll use it I a lot. Cut down it. But one thing yeah, that, that maybe Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, you got no, it. I was just going to say, that's, not, that's something that, you know, when starting Slayer 2 is that we wanted to make calls for the average hunter, you know, and, you know, if you look at the traditional cut downs that we do, you know, we now have, we released this last duck season, but, you know, that double off cut down, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a hybrid, right? It, it's the call that gets somebody started on that whole cut down uh, path. So yeah. it's, it's something that anybody and everybody can blow. It's not like a traditional cut down that takes an enormous amount of air and an enormous amount of specific air to make them work. You know, that call there, you just, it's kind of an introduction to, to yeah. the cut down, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That, whoa, I don't know what that was. Um, listen, guys, I know being a waterfowl hunter, with the ammo shortage or maybe they're just flying off the shelves can be kind of difficult. And then, you know, when you do find something, it's not what you want. I'll give you my two cents on it. I think apex ammunition has definitely made a dent into the waterfowl community. Um, they're coming in a strong way. They have some of the best ammunition on the market. Um, whether you're a turkey hunter, a waterfowl hunter, a deer hunter, uh, maybe a coyote hunter. They've got something over there for you. Uh, on the waterfowl side, they've got the steel for 12 and 20. They've got the TS, uh, TSS S3 steel blend, and then they have the TSS waterfowl um, and also the mossy oak shadow grass habitat blend. Uh, they've got quite a few different options over there. Uh, the patterning is awesome. Uh, the casings, uh, you know, everything is just top of the line. Um, being a veteran and American company, uh, it's awesome to have them a part of this podcast. Y'all go check out Apex Ammunition on Instagram and apexammunition.com. Hey, you might need a new uh, a gun strap for the shotgun uh, that you that you use on a daily basis, or maybe you need a, uh, a new lanyard for your duck call. Maybe you need a tote to haul around all them ducks y'all be killing. Cause I see some of y'all VPC lanyards has a variety of handmade products. When it comes to that, you can get a uh, tote, a lanyard gun strap, maybe a belt, some sunglass strap, Jeep handles, you name it. Our boy Wes over at VPC's got you covered. Multiple different colors, multiple different styles. Uh, If you haven't seen his work, go check out VPC Lanyards on Instagram or Facebook. 
Check out some of the styles he's got, some of the color options he's got. Best in the business, 110%. Go check out BPC Lanyards on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them the Quack Shack sent you. It's a definitely one of my favorite calls, but you definitely made an imprint in the duck hunting world this past season, um, at least to me. And I, I know the people that use it and the people that have this call, um, they understand where I'm coming from. Um, it's definitely, and I'm going to get to the point here. I'm just going to talk it up a little bit because it is definitely a game changer. Um, it's something that hasn't, that's been around for a long time that just hasn't had the, hasn't had, it hasn't been enough. And I'm talking about the Whistler's mother there. That thing is, dude, it's crazy. It's 10 times louder than any other, um, whistle, like, what are they? Six and one. Most of them, they call them like the six and one or whatever. And, uh, yeah, dude, that thing's incredible. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. We came out with that this year, uh, this last duck season. And, I mean, we've been showing a whole lot of those things. I didn't think, you know, I was like, oh, that's a whistle, right? Um, but, you know, I just look at products and I look at, you know, I use the same 6 and one whistle. I won't say the brand name since I, I bought it when I was 10 years old at uh, Kmart mm-hmm. um, for, you know, 20 bucks, 23 bucks or something like that. And I, I used it up until They had duck year. calls at Kmart back in the day? <laughs> oh yeah. Heck I yeah. bought my first two duck calls, a whistle, my uh my old BR one fifteen from uh, Kmart back then. My first two duck calls. But That's uh crazy. I still got that BR one fifteen matter of fact. But uh uh the oh with the whistle is you know, I look at products and I'm like, you know, what do I not like about them? What what would I what do I wish it had? And being louder and easier to use, uh it was the two things I wanted to do. And we spent two years developing that whistle to produce the right tones at a higher volume, you know, because most whistles you put too much air into them and it kills the, the tone of the call and then it stops sounding like the actual duck. Um, whereas this, you can blow it as hard as you, as hard as you can, you still keep the true tone to the duck. Yeah. So. Dude, that thing is crazy. And I used it a lot this year. Um, you know, I've always had one on my lanyard, but uh, I, I seem to, think now like thinking back i feel like i use it a lot more than i have the other you know the other six and one or whatever that i've had on my lanyard forever just because it seemed like it worked better it obviously it's a little bit louder um and i don't know i just really like it yeah and it, and it looks different than yeah. every day oh it dude it looks totally different but, yeah yeah I don't know. I think the the whistle is the most underutilized call on the landing. You know, everybody wants to blow a, a mallard call because it sounds cool. But I'll tell you what, late season, I put my mallard oh, call yeah. down, and I, I I only use you know I'll do widgeon and pintail whistle. Yes. Um. You know, ducks are call shy and decoy shy and spinner shy, and so I actually use that whistle to kill a lot of birds in late, in the late season. Yeah, I saw myself using it a lot during the late season as well. Um, we had some days in, in the late season where, you know, some, one day it might be, you're calling too much. You might be calling too loud. And then one day it seems like you're not calling enough. You call a little bit more and they come in. And then I feel like most of the days in the late season, like it was calling too much and you gave them a little, um, gave, gave them a little mother, mother's whistler in their life. And they seemed honestly like. <laughs> They seem like they do. We had a, I feel like we had a way more successful season one because of communication between other hunters. Right. That, that's a huge deal. Um, that a lot of people I feel like don't do, uh, communication with the other hunters that you're hunting with is, is a huge deal. Right. Especially in late season when you're, you're really having to hunt these birds like big time. Um, and, I, I've never been afraid to tell someone they're calling too much, and I don't take it to heart when someone tells I call it too much because I do. I'm the first one to admit it. Um, I I like I like to. That's one of my favorite parts is to to get the birds in the hole, you know, blowing a duck call, and I really enjoy it. 
And I had a friend tell me, hey, man, I think we're calling too much. And so I just started hitting on that that whistle. And from then on out, I felt like it was way more successful. And I used that. I remembered that. Um, and we had a heck of a season at the end. Of, I mean, all, all year long, we're very grateful to have that. But the end of the season when you're struggling, you're really trying to work these birds that have seen it all. You know, they've heard it all. They've been shot out for thousands and thousands of miles, you know, and and now you're really having to put in work to get these birds to finish. And I feel like that was a key success uh, to this year is to have that whistle that just sounds a little bit better than the rest of them. Looks better, obviously, which that doesn't matter, but for some people it does, and it, it just works. You know what I mean? It really did work. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised about how many people purchased them, and you know, again, getting just really good reviews on it. Yeah, so super super proud. I mean, we've come a long way since you know we started first. You know, when we first met and started talking, we had one duck call, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, two thousand what twenty two, we won best double duck call That's uh, right. filled stream, and then you know we kind of built from there, and then we the ranger out and then we got some new goose guts going honker guts we got the spec call we got the whistle so we're you know and i am you know slayer is coming out with a new duck call in 2023-24 uh -oh. season and this this call is completely different than anything on the market um uh oh here we go you know what we've seen for the last 50 60 years uh has been traditionally the same exact parts and pieces of a duck call that's uh we're going to change that, change that up a little bit. Um, and just, and this is going to be strictly a hunting, just dirty, dirty sounding, just good mallard duck call to kill birds. I love it. I don't even know what it looks yeah, like. So but I love it. I'm excited to hear it. If it kills birds. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's just, a, and it's a super, just easy. You want to talk about an easy call? I mean, everybody has flown it, but you know, all of our people that we test calls with, um, they're like, it's just a fun call to blow. It's like you can't screw up. Like it's just, it's easy. Like, like it shouldn't be that easy. And so it's just a fun call to blow, and it's just dirty, ducky sounding uh, call that is going to be a straight, just finishing call. It's gonna, it's gonna finish birds right there in your face. I love it. I'm excited about that. That's a that's something that uh, you know, excites me, and because I love, I I just love blowing duck calls. I love, like I said earlier, finishing them. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. So I wish, I wish, uh, you know, we're like, do we release it now? Or do we wait? Oh my god, <laughs> do it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Only get it out now. <laughs> there you go. So, um, another thing that, uh, since we're in Turkey season, for those of y'all that don't know, and if you listen to this podcast and maybe, maybe it's your first time ever listening or first time in a long time or whatever the case is, you got Turkey calls over there at Slayer calls. And, uh, yes, sir, Turkey uh, calls and you know, right now people are buying them up. Our season starts next week. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, getting closer. Yeah. We started this weekend. Yep. Did you? Yep. Yes, sir. We did. We did. I'm going to get to go out for my first time on Friday, so I'm pretty excited for that. Oh, dirty dog. I'm going to get you out some turkey calls. Jackson, Jackson's Jackson. supposed to be taking me on a turkey I do. I know. I know. He's uh, dude, I will. I will. We got a lot of listeners that witnessed that, Jackson, so I just want you to know that. <clears throat> I, look, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> I've, I've never. Been told, been, I've been telling Austin for like two years. I get him on a turkey hunt. Yeah, we we've had a lot of invitations to go on turkey hunts. I've never been on one, um, but this year, Jackson promised me on the podcast. A lot of piss. A lot of people heard it, Jackson. I just want you to know that, okay? That you're taking me on a turkey hunt. I this know. Year. I'll take you. All right. Well, you heard that, Bill? Uh -huh. You know, Bill. Bill's got all. Bill's got all the turkey. You don't see his. You don't see old player story. Be fifty turkeys in a field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh. funny because I. I never. You know, I used to hunt turkeys a lot, and uh, 
I mean, there was the times when I had, you know, gosh, a flock of 30 or 40 come through my backyard every day. And so they almost became pets, you know. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of got out of it for a little bit. And then, uh, so I, you know, last two, three years, I've, you know, I've been so busy. I just haven't been out duck hunting or turkey hunting. And, uh, but this year I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go again. And so hopefully I'll kill me a couple turkeys. I just, you know, for me, it's, I didn't need to be the shooter. For me, I just, I love calling in animals like elk, turkey, ducks, geese. I just love communicating with them and fooling them and getting them to come in, you know, because they think you're an actual turkey or goose or or whatever, right? So (laughs) that part of it for me is just, I don't know, it just, it it gives me a rush. Uh, I I remember as a little kid, I just told my mom, like, like, why do you like hunting and fishing so much? I'm like, it's like, you know, at the time we were watching this, like, uh, bank robbers and they were setting a bomb to blow the bank door open. I'm like, it's like this movie. That's funny. I mean, you throw your line in the water and it's like a bomb. You're just waiting for it to go off. And all of a sudden that fish hit and you jerk and you got him. Yeah. It's that, that adrenaline, just like a bomb, you know? And it's, that's, that's, and you know, that's the closest analogy I can explain yeah. it to me. It's like, yeah. I mean, calls, and having but, a it's suspense, the suspense, and boom, they're there, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Dude, my favorite turkey hunt of the year last year, I didn't even pull the trigger. I just, my buddy, it was his first turkey hunt, and I just, it was a place we had never hunted before, and this guy just told us there was turkeys out there, so we went out there and decided we were going to hunt, and he had never hunted, he had never shot a turkey before, so I sat out there and called and called and called, and dude, just working bird, working a turkey into your, in, into your line of sight and into your, into your area to shoot, is, I think it's, it's, probably my favorite thing to do in hunting honestly yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, you know it's funny you know having them in my backyard i'm always like man this bird is so dumb you know i tell you <laughs> what you throw some camo on and a shotgun in your hand you go to hunt them and they also become the smartest thing in my they're gone you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's funny yeah they're they're only stupid when you're not hunting them yeah yeah i always say well it's just like it's a... just like ducks dude like good Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Jackson. No, I was I was saying like dude, it's just like ducks, man. Like every year without fail, the day or two after season, we have a ridiculous amount of ducks. They don't care how close you get to them, they're they're just chilling. You know, no no like I had this spot where I, you know, I can walk up within a hundred yards of it and the birds will be gone within seconds. But if it's right at the week after season I can walk all the way up to the edge of that water and those ducks will just look at me. I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's like the geese in my house are the same way. They, you know, I can hunt out the back of my house here and I've got, you know, geese that come over just about every day, go into a field and then they water on water to the north of me and they, they eat in the field and down to the south of me. So they're coming over the house all the time and, I, you know, I could hunt back there if I wanted to, but I'll tell you what, right now they're coming over at about 15, 20 yards. But as soon as season hits, they they come across about eighty yards. You know, it's like they just know. That's crazy. Another thing that y'all are big on, and we talked about this last time you're on when y'all y'all came out with the Enchantress. Uh, And I feel like I don't know, just my assumption. I feel like elk hunting is definitely right up your alley. Probably one of your favorite things. But uh, just based off knowing you and seeing how you you respond to to talking about it um but y'all have a great line of elk calls i'm not an elk hunter so i'm not going to talk a lot about them but i can tell you from somebody outside of that world the enchantress just seems like it's something that is a game changer uh but i'll let you talk on about that a little bit well you know again i think it just goes back to the slayer you know what we're trying to accomplish is is make you know enable hunters to be successful in the field, you know, give them something that that they can use and be successful with. So, you know, don't give them a duck call that only a you know competition caller could use yeah. to make good sounds out of it. Give them a call that, you know, the average Joe could, could make really good ducky sounds and kill ducks with. And so that's the same approach we took with the Enchantress is, you know, working these, these shows, we we're finding that, you know, 80% of the people out there really struggle with mouth breathing. Either they have a gag reflex, they have a palate that's super narrow or super deep, and the, the reed just doesn't fit correctly in their mouth so they can make appropriate noises. 
or sounds. And so I was like, well, how, how can I take the reed out of the mouth and put it into a mechanism where you don't have to use your tongue and, and your mouth yeah. um, or the roof of your mouth? And so that's exactly what the Enchantress did. We took the reed out of the mouth, we put it into this device, we created a silicone tongue, so all you do is blow air in it and put pressure with your thumb, just like you would your, your tongue in your mouth, and create super realistic cow sounds, calf sounds, you could bugle with it, you could extra spark with it, you could lip ball with it. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, uh, we're, it's, but people are eating that up. Like when we go to shows, people see that and you just show them it and they're like, okay, I got to uh, just give it to me. <laughs> you know, I can't help them, I can't call, you know, yeah. so if I want, if I want to actually call, I need that. You know? Yeah, no doubt. That's crazy. So is that, was I correct? Did I, did I assume right? I feel like you, uh, that's, that's probably your, some of your favorite hunting. Oh yeah. I would, you know, people ask me that all the time. It's like, do you like elk hunting better or duck hunting? And I'm, 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 I'm a, I'd probably right equal with both of them. Like I absolutely love duck hunting. It's different. It's very similar in a lot of ways, but it's very different in a lot of ways. And so I like the differences and I like the similarities, if that makes any sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But, uh, but I, I love them both because, you know, duck hunting, there's a lot more action. Uh, it's a longer season. It's more of a gentleman's sport where you can have four or five buddies out there. You can sit around and jibber jab. And it's kind of a, you know, I hate to say a little lazier of a sport. You know, you're not as active. Yeah. Um, whereas elk hunting, you're, you're moving, you're, you know, everything here we hunt in Idaho straight up or straight down. Um, if you're not out of breath, you know, it's hard to talk when you're out of breath. So it's a, it's a very quiet sport. It's very personal. It's very, um, um, you know, it's just, it's just a different, different type of camaraderie until you get back to the campsite, you know, and sit around campfire. But, uh, but you know, as far as wind and, you know, calling the animal and bringing them in and trying to talk their language and all those things, it's pretty similar. Heck yeah, dude. And, you know, calling in a seven, 800 pound bull within 10, 15 yards of you oh, screaming in nice. your face is, is, you know, it's like a flock of 75 greenheads just coming down like a curtain, you know, 15 yards from you after yeah. you've been calling them for 10, 15 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just that same rush, that same, you know, just waiting for the explosion to happen. That's crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to experience that one day too. Uh, I'd really like to do that one yeah. day. If you, I mean, I would, I would encourage, you know, anybody and everybody that loves, you know, hunting, especially if you love turkey hunting, if you love duck hunting, there's no way in the world you wouldn't like elk hunting, yeah. you know, unless you just don't like hiking around and, you know, being out in the, out in the woods and stuff like that. If that's not your yeah. thing, then, then I can see it being, a, you know, a little bit of a challenge. But if you like calling in animals and you like hunting, I, I, there's no way you wouldn't like it. I, I would encourage anybody and everybody to at least do it once. Yeah, no doubt. I'm I'm definitely going to uh, definitely going to experience that one day. I'm going to get this turkey hunt in first. I'm I'm a little scared because I j- already know I'm just going to get addicted to it. But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie, if you're listening, yeah. I love you, but it's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, gotta get, you don't want to get into it, man. It's an, another obsession. I'm doing it. I'm already, I'm already in. <laughs> it's funny. I take a lot of first time duck hunters out. You know, it's another thing that, you know, here at Slayer, we're pretty proud of is just trying to get people involved in the sports. And if, you know, when people call me up, they're like, Hey, you know, why if I jump in? I'm like, absolutely not. Let's go. But, you know, everyone asks like, Oh man, this is so much fun. Like, how do you get into it? I'm like, you really want to know? You know, and so I yeah. talk about the duck boat, I talk about the decoys, I talk about the duck calls, I talk about the dog, the training for the dog, right? Yeah. Like all that stuff. And that's like, it's an investment, you know, not only from, from money, but time, right? Yeah. And so it's, uh, elk hunting is the same way and, and turkey hunting. I mean, you can be as minimalist as you, as you want and anybody can uh, get into it. But, you know, if you get addicted to it, like we all are, it just uh, escalates from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, did you, um, did you, when is, when is elk season in up there? Uh, yeah. Elk season starts August here in Idaho, uh, for archery is August 30th to September 30th. I feel like that's the way to do it. If you're going to do it, you got to sling an arrow, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I started out, you know, my first 15 years, my dad and I rifle hunting. And then my daughter, of all people, she was, how old was she? She was 14 at the time. I think she was watching Hunger Games or something at the time. (laughs) One of the the women on there was like a really good, uh, you know, used the bow really well. And she's like, Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I, but see, I didn't know if that was the correlate. I didn't correlate it until after, but she's like, hey, I want to go elk hunting with a bow. I'm like, what? Yeah, she's been duck hunting with me, but never, you know, big game hunting. I'm like, where did this come from? So I said, hell yeah, let's go. So we went out, we set her up with a bow and and uh, got her, you know, confident um, shooting off 40 yards. And uh, the first day out, I called in a bowl that was, and I didn't have a bow in my hand. It's the first year I've ever been uh, elk hunting with a bow in my, or with somebody that bow hunting. So I taught myself how to eagle and all that good stuff. Called in a, a really nice six by six and within 21 yards, it stopped dead right there, court, you know, broadside right there in front of her. And she swung an arrow and missed it by 10 feet. Oh man. And, uh, at that point, oh, and then, then shortly after that called in a spike and she wasn't able to get a shot off on that, but that was also around 20, 21 yards. But, uh, after that six months no, took sorry. off, I I just looked at her. I said, I will never rifle hunt an elk again in my life. I'm buying a bow. <laughs> <laughs> I've never picked up a rifle for an elk since, you know, I'll be able to hunt a rifle. But. Golly. So, it's crazy how yeah. something like that will change change your entire viewpoint on the sport. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No she, she's 30. She's 30 now. So that's, I've been hunting with a bow, I don't know, 16, 18 years, something like that. That's crazy. That's awesome, yeah. man. I definitely, that that's something that I, I just remember, I, I remember watching a video, I think it was last year, maybe a year before this girl was shooting, uh, they were, they were hunting an elk with a bow and this sucker, I guarantee it was 10 yards from her and she couldn't get a shot, I guess just, uh, because of the trees. And then, um, later on in the video, she gets one, I think it's probably 20 or less. And, uh, she drops this thing and it like, and the elks, elk are huge, right? They're massive. And she, this, she's like less than 20 yards and she pulls the air on this thing just goes crazy. And then eventually drops down that right there has, I mean, the adrenaline that comes behind that and the emotion has got to be something crazy. I, I'm, uh, I want to yeah. witness it. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't, you can't explain it. You have to be in the situation to even, just yeah. to even, you know, barely understand it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so cool. You know, Joe, who builds our elk read, you know, he's had elk actually almost step on him, where, you know, yeah. he's laying down from to hide because the bull's coming in right at him. He's calling for his wife, and the bull actually, like, walk right over him, where and then his wife killed it, you know? Yeah, I've, heard, like I've heard of that. I've heard those that's stories. Freaking, you know. that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, those Dude, those. Two, yeah, those yeah, those two are crazy. They, you know, Joe mostly calls for his wife, and you know, she's she's a natural born killer, man. She puts elk down every year. That's crazy. And they have some crazy stories. Joe, yeah. matter, matter of fact, Joe killed three years ago. He just got his mount back, uh, mountain lion. When he was he called in a mountain lion, and it literally came and charged him. He shot it with his bow through the face at three yards. Wow, that's oh crazy. no, dude, no. No, that's crazy. I, sign me up, dude. I'm down. I'm out, man. What do you mean you're out? You told me you, you were down to go to Pakistan and duck hunt. Yeah, I'm down for that. I can deal with people. Dude. I don't like cats, dog. <laughs> I don't even like little cats. <laughs> I don't even like house cats, man. That's funny, dude. Uh, I know Bill's a cat guy. Bill's got cats at the house, but I don't even like. Uh, I don't even like little cats, dude. Yeah. All we, that we cat's one. doing, Bill, is just waiting for you to. He's waiting for you oh, to yeah. flip up and to just yeah. like, yeah. I, your dog would never do you, but your cat would. Yeah, no doubt. I don't have cats in my house. We have a barn cat, and you're right. right. It does. It waits for me to go out there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like tries to sneak attack. On me and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember that now, Jackson. That's that's no, dude. Uh, I I tell you, what we need to have on the podcast is is your son of. Your son-in-law, because we talked to him for about, oh, I talked to him for seven hours, I think. Dude, oh, <laughs> that was nuts. That would be, that would put told, Joe Rogan podcast to shame. <laughs> yeah, I told you guys, um, you know, it's funny because 
But if, if we Jackson, had him on here, y'all yeah. would think Jackson, I was the smartest human being ever. <laughs> Jackson and Austin's a little younger than I am. And it was like, I don't know, 12 o'clock at night. We're going duck hunting at you know, 4 in the morning the next day. And they went up to what I call my trapper's cabin. It's a bar above my barn. And they went up there and talked with my son-in-law. I'm like, dude, you're, I'm telling you, you're going to get in trouble. You guys are going to be uh-huh. talking all night. And they're like, what? And then. I don't even know if you guys went to sleep that night. We went straight duck hunting. <laughs> Dude, I struggled no, that next about morning. About 20 minutes. About 20 minutes of sleep. I was, Dude, that was the was most struggling. intellectual conversation I've ever had in my life. Oh, yeah. dude. I was, no, he's a, he's I was like, I asked I asked your son-in-law, I was like, is he just like bullshitting or is he, he's like, no, he, I don't know how, but he knows what he's talking about. We've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before. It was like 19, it was like, Afghanistan politics back in like the 1900s. Like how, how do you even know that? Yeah. Like what, how <laughs> well, do you even have storage served, in your I brain think, for that? Yeah. He served two or three terms over there in uh, Afghanistan. And he spent, you know, he spent eight years and eight or nine years in the uh, Marines and then another yeah. four or five years in the army. So it needs one, you know, there's, there's just some people that have photographic memories. So they hear things or read something. Uh-huh. And he's one of those guys who reads everything. Uh, there's nothing that he can get to. Yeah, that's how read. that's how me and him were able to have such a long conversation. I mean, we we got yeah. into like everything you could think of. Like like he said, me and him were talking about pre 1980s Soviet Union Afghanistan politics, and like <laughs> like we talked forever. And uh, Austin and Jace were just looking at us like, "What in the hell are these two dudes talking about?" I'm just trying to drink. Some I'm beer. almost positive I had <laughs> cigar po- poisoning as many cigars we smoked. <laughs> yeah, he he liked the cigars too, dude. He was oh, just yeah, I can't him. I can't smoke cigars. I, I smoked one duck hunting last year, and uh, gosh, by the end of it, I was just like, I was feeling a little green. I'm sure. Like, Some of us like he's like, you're not twisting <laughs> hell. I'm, I'm like, oh really, dude? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure your your chapper's <laughs> cabin still no smells I'm like high. that. <laughs> I'm sure your chapper's What's cabin that? stained in cigar smoke from that night. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> we opened the window. <laughs> it's a good yeah. smell to have in there. It smells manly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's why we put it out there. My wife doesn't have to smell us or see us or hear it. That's right. That's crazy, man. Well, Bill, thank you for taking your time out. Blends, to in, come. blends in with the horses. Yeah, with all the, the horses you got out there. You wouldn't think that part of the country, at least that area, it's like Back at home, almost everybody's got barn. Everybody's got white picket fence. Everybody's got a horse. <laughs> it's like yeah, a, it's no, a little piece of my Texas. Wife, my wife, my wife is into horses, and I actually, her and I used to rain cow horse for a lot of years. And uh, you know, I was never any good at it. She's she's the rider of the group, but uh, yeah. yeah. And I kind of you know, it's just one of those things about you know, like we were just talking earlier about hobbies. I was like, I just can't can't do it all <laughs> I mean, yeah it's hard so hunting and fishing is my thing and that's that's what i do that's right that's right well thank you again man for for coming on uh glad to be a part of slayer family and glad to have you a part of a part of the quack shack man and uh we really enjoy talking to you and we're gonna do our best to get up there again one day um we really enjoyed it and Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, and it's funny listening to you and uh, Jack Jackson uh, bantering back and forth. It brought me back to sitting in the blind. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I forgot about these two. They're, they're like brothers. You know what I mean, it, uh, sticking on each other and so going true. back and forth. So. <laughs> it's so true. We, it get, we're 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 pretty rough on each other, but it's so it it's fun. It's all fun and games. I yeah. love I love Jack. Hey, now, we, we, now we really appreciate you guys too, and you know the guests that you've been having this last, you know, six months, 12 months, you know, you're, you're bringing some really good value to the sport. And that, that's what I'm about is bringing value to the sport so people oh, yeah. get better in the field and want to teach their kids and their grandkids the sport of hunting. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I'm looking forward to this coming season and, and many yeah. more. Yeah, man. We appreciate you. Uh, y'all go check out slayercalls.com. Go check them out on Instagram at slayercalls. If you're looking for a duck call, turkey call, or an elk call, they've got you covered across the board. Uh, you've heard us say it for several years now. We don't just say it because it, you know, we we really are firm believers in in Slayer calls, the product and the people. So, anyways, thank you, Bill. We really uh, really enjoy talking to you, brother. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, man. Good talking to you again, man. There we go. Slayer Calls. Y'all go check them out. SlayerCalls.com and on Instagram, like I just said. Um, really make a really nice duck call, turkey call, and an elk call. So uh, maybe you're an all-around hunter and do it all. Go check them out. Uh, they've got you covered. Use code QUACKSHACK25 at checkout to save you a little bit of money. Um, they're not very expensive calls anyways, but we're here to help where we can. Uh, we really love having Slayer part of this podcast just because they make a really good product and the people are fantastic, as you can tell, by based off listening to, <clears throat> listening to this podcast. So y'all go check them out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Quack Shack Podcast. We can't thank y'all enough for listening. Y'all are freaking blowing this thing up for us, and we can't, you know, credit is due to you guys. Thank you so much. If you're not following us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, go check us out at the Quack Shack Podcast. If you follow us on Instagram there, that's where we post all of our content, hunting-related, podcast-related, and whatever uh go check us out there at the quack shack podcast we appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of the quack shack podcast we'll see you next time peace out hey for you turkey hunters get out there and shoot you a turkey listen you know one thing we can all agree on is we all like to consume music And in order to do that, you have to have a speaker. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an outdoorsman or trying to get into it. TurtleBox Audio is the speaker for the outdoorsman. One, they're loud, they're waterproof, and extremely durable. And when I say loud, it's, they're loud. Don't, hey, they're loud. And not only that, guess what? You're having a party. Your buddy comes and brings his two. Pair them together even louder. You can jam your favorite songs, whether you're on the boat, by the fire, grilling out, you name it. They've got the speaker for you. Go check out TurtleBox Audio on Instagram or TurtleBoxAudio.com. Use code QUACKSHACK at checkout to save you some money. These things are loud. They're durable. They're waterproof. Go get you one. Quack Shack Pod. Excuse me. Quack Shack. Use code Quack Shack at checkout. Hey, I know there's a lot of public land hunters on this podcast, and maybe you just have access to a lot of land with a big lake. To access that water, you need a boat. And when it comes to boats, you want something that's built by a craftsman something mass produced you know sometimes they miss they miss things we have a a new sponsor hybrid boat co out of louisiana that is a boat building sucker our boy luke over there has some of the nicest looking boats the uh, it's crazy the uh the concepts he comes up with for these boats they look good, they're durable, they perform well. You name it, they've got it over there. Go check out Hybrid Boat Co. on Instagram or hybridboatco.com. Check out some of the options he has. Maybe shoot him an email, tell him some options you want added your boat. They've got it over there. American made here in Louisiana by a true craftsman, hybridboatco.com.